what's very important in manufacturing is that you have what they call the right size factory. If you're very small and you're, you're talking to Flextronics, Flextronics is going to tell you that um, if you're not doing $150 million uh, per year of business with us, we're just not interested. Sorry. But I, I also talked with a, a manager from one of these big Taiwanese firms, and he said, yeah, my boss tells me we need to work with these startups. But if if, if I, I have big clients and I'm responsible for the, for the profit and loss of, of my factory, I, I need to make sure that my lines keep running. So every time there, there is some little issue with my big clients, that's where I'm going to run to and uh, fix it. This is the Taiwan Startup Podcast, telling you stories about startups and entrepreneurship in Asia and especially Taiwan. So my name is Case, Case Angelen. I'm from uh, the Netherlands originally, but I've been um, working in Taiwan for 25 years. Yeah, most of it with uh, my company, Taitoma. And that stands for time to market. And so basically we help uh, Western companies to do their uh, design and manufacturing of their electronic products. Sounds sounds really exciting, especially as you said, right? You have been already uh, a CEO of the company for 20 years. So I, I just wanted to ask with the first question, um, maybe you can go back in time a bit and um, talk about what has what has led to the start of Taitoma and uh, maybe describe a bit about the story, the milestones that you yeah. had. So I I came to Taiwan to, to learn uh, Chinese. And uh, actually, I talked with somebody in Netherlands who had studied both in Beijing and in uh, Taipei. And he said, oh, you definitely need to go to Taipei. Um, <laughs> it's much nicer to learn there and nicer people, uh, nicer nature, and you can work and all that. So that's what I did. And then I did a couple of uh, small jobs. I, I, I was an MBA teacher and I was a, um, I, I worked in the stock market a little bit, but um, yeah, that, that all wasn't... Uh, that interesting and then my mother found me my uh, uh first real job and it was for a dutch design firm and uh there was an interview in the newspaper with a boss and he said yeah well these days 25 years ago um all production is going to taiwan so we as as product designers we we actually should be in taiwan the next time that I was in the Netherlands, I, I made an appointment with him and he said, oh, uh, come tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. And uh, I said, yeah, yeah, great. And um, here's a pack of uh, catalogs with, with our portfolio and, and go, go, go and sell it in Taiwan. So that's that's uh, how I started in um, industrial design. And um, yeah, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm not an engineer myself, so... Um, and I had learned uh, a bit of Chinese, and and I, I talked a lot with our designers about yeah what 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 is interesting to them. And for example, they they told me about the different uh, 3D CAD uh, softwares that they use, 
And for example, there is uh, SolidWorks and there is uh, Pro Engineer Creo. And there, there are like two competing software packages and one is better for this and one is better for that. So I, I learned to talk about uh, these packages with the clients, um, even though I'd never used them. So that was uh, <laughs> that was uh, a way to to um, yeah to 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 uh, um, kind of make a, a bond with uh, uh, the designers in uh, Taiwan. <laughs> and um, oh, and, and there was one time where uh, I, I came in and I was wearing a, a, a suit. I had just graduated. And um, and then one of the designers there said, "Are you a designer? <laughs> no ponytail and and a, and, a, and a tie? That's 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 not possible. That's that's not how designers work." <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> and so so yeah, basically, I, I um, worked with Taiwanese uh, electronic companies to to make their products look better uh, scanners and uh, uh pc cases and mouses and keyboards and um yeah then then in the beginning it was just me but uh then it became better to 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 have actual designers in taiwan working with the clients <laughs> and then also mechanical engineers the guys that uh, built uh, the structure on the inside of the products and uh, yeah, so we 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 had a designer from France, from the UK, from America, and from Germany. So we we were a worldwide design uh, team. And so I did that for about five five and a half years, and mm. then I started my own uh, company. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you're really in the flow. I think you can just maybe continue a bit with uh, this story. <laughs> okay. I think it's it's really interesting. Yeah, um, just yeah. Um, how did it continue, right? After uh, what are yeah. some milestones? Some maybe big projects or milestones that but you the, had the, the reason this time. I, I I I had already built my own uh, our team in Taiwan, and it mm -hmm. was going well. Um, so I, but but we were in Taiwan and we were doing already design and engineering and we were helping with mold making and we built uh, one of the first uh, tablets in, in in the world. Uh, this was in like 1999 or so. It was very early a uh, tablet, and um, but my boss he he once had a bad experience where they had worked on the engineering of a um a reclining bike so a bicycle where you lean back and they they spent like three years engineering all that uh as an investment and they became shareholder of the company and then then that product didn't sell and so he had to go to america to try and sell it and it didn't work um so he, he never wanted to have anything to do with, with, with manufacturing and selling anymore. So, um, yeah, he, he didn't want to get in there, but, but I was thinking, Hey, well, we are in Taiwan. We, we are designing it and, and then we, we give it to the company. And often there were the, the bosses in Taiwan. They, 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 they can be a bit, um, cost conscious at times and they would say well well just just give me the sketches and 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 our guys will take it from there and and then 
yeah, what what would come out would would like we we designed the mouse um, art designer said, let's become a platypus, like like a, kind <laughs> of a duck face, uh, okay. and and so yeah, so so really wanted to have more control and do the whole process all the way from design to manufacturing. I first started with a friend of mine, uh, a Dutch guy in the US, mm-hmm. uh, designer. And uh, the idea was he would find the clients in the US and then I would uh, arrange to get all the work done in Taiwan. But um, yeah, it turned out that he was working on, on two or three other plans. And it, in the end, yeah, nothing happened. I had been sitting there for half a year. So then I had to set up a new company entity and a new website and, uh, uh, yeah, and do it alone, basically. And, uh, yeah, that became Titoma, which stands for time to market, getting a product out of design into manufacturing uh, as quickly as possible. In the beginning, you have to sort of um, um, fake it until you make it. And uh, so I had a whole um, management team on our website. And these were all guys that I knew in Taiwan. And they weren't necessarily very busy. So um, there was an electronic engineer who was really good and a mechanical engineer and and so on, software guy. And they were the management team. And then uh, as soon as we got a real project, then I would actually start to pay them. That was the uh, the start of the, the process. And um, yeah, because I didn't have any sales anymore in, uh, in the US. So I started with uh, Google AdWords. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they cost like 15 cents per, per advertisement. Yeah. Um, right now it's like eight dollars, so it's it's uh, it was easier at that time. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we 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 got uh, we we got some business coming in uh, that way. And my idea for the company had always been like you have all these great companies in Taiwan, and they're 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 OEMs, ODMs, and they they have products ready. Um, for example. You have like a notebook maker and they have a notebook and it looks kind of plain vanilla. It looks like, yeah, it looks like, well, it works. And and so they will sit on a trade show in Taipei and they say, look, it's, it's a notebook and it, it works. And and then they are waiting for Mr. Uh, Mr. HP or Mr. Fujitsu or Siemens to, to come by and say, oh, it's a notebook and it works. And um, can you put our logo on it? Uh, yes, we can do that. So that's that's in general, that is the, the OEM, ODM model that you have uh, in Taiwan. And yeah, I mean, these guys, they, they, they know their stuff. They've been not- making notebooks for 20 years and mouses and keyboards. And um, it's, it's the, the fastest way to market. Uh, it's it's, it's the, the, the best cost because they already make a lot of them. So they have already tested all the components. What is the best value for money and so on. So yeah you you cannot beat that that was really uh the underlying foundation uh, of of starting the company 
And so that's that's how we worked with with companies. And somebody came in. I, I want a screen. And sure, we we find a screen company like an advertising screen, and uh, they would do uh, the electronics, and we would make the design look a bit better and add a little feature and add the communication with the client. That was really our our business model in the beginning. Yeah, I, I wonder uh, at that time. Uh, I wonder. Because now Taiwan is already really, really famous, right, uh, for electronic manufacturing and, and semiconductors and everything in this industry. Um, I know that TSMC was like founded in the eighties, right, and uh, all these companies started appearing in the eighties. So, so how was it at that time? Was it like already? Um, could you already imagine that Taiwan would be so important in the future, or how how was the era? Yeah, yeah, I, I was not particularly visionary or anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, because Taiwan was was very important uh, for PCs uh, okay. uh, in that time. Actually, mm -hmm. the, the the guy who was our CTO, he a Dutch guy, he came to Taiwan already, I think, six or eight years before I did, and um, to buy PC cases and motherboards, and then he would screw them together. And that was quite a business uh, at the time. <laughs> and um, he, he told me a story where he, 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 he was also very young and he wore a blue suit and he walked into uh, an office of one of the big uh, PC makers in Taiwan. And then everybody was hiding in the office. The girls were hiding behind their desk and, and everybody ran away. And they thought that he was uh, um, that he was a lawyer from uh, from IBM, and <laughs> so they were all very afraid that they were going to get sued for something. <laughs> Taiwan was already uh, very big in electronics. They, they were, yeah, probably after Japan. Japan, it's a bit cycles. Huh? Japan started like. After the Second World War, Japan was known for shitty plastic electronics, and then they came up really fast. They learned everything there was to learn, and they were the leaders in the world. And then they started to plateau for mm -hmm. 20, 25 years. Um, Taiwan was, was coming up. Um, then uh, actually afterwards, in like 2000, five or so then then china was really coming up and uh, that meant that china sort of took over the position from taiwan for the past 15 years or so mm -hmm. um but now china is is not so popular anymore and mm -hmm. a lot of uh, people are trying to get out and so now taiwan is coming up again uh, so yeah that's a bit uh, the cycle of things yeah, I also lived in China. I've lived in uh, Shanghai, in uh, Guangzhou, in uh, Dongguan. But um, yeah, Shanghai is nice, big big city. Um, Dongguan is very boring. It's just an industrial town. But I always liked uh, Taiwan a lot better. So uh, a lot of my friends at the time, they, they moved over to China and they told me, well, why are you staying there? You need to come to China. But right now, uh, I'm, I'm actually happy that we, uh, we stay yeah. in Taiwan. One of the things in, in China is that you're always, um, the, 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 the regulations there are um, always a bit vague. 
and and there's so many regulations and it's a bit of system and and so there's always something that you're probably not completely compliant with and so anytime uh suddenly can show up and say hey this is no right and um pays a big fine or or whatever and uh so that is always uh yeah a risk in taiwan uh, in china and in mm-hmm. taiwan yeah you have more the rule of law you have protection of uh intellectual property mm-hmm. um it's 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 a lot less uh, the wild west uh so to say yeah absolutely actually i also thought what what are other um advantages or differences disadvantages um of between, between making a business in taiwan and china china is is really large scale really big factories most of them mm-hmm. and and they they really want to yeah see big orders and taiwan especially after all the the, the big factories left uh, to go to china taiwan is much more interested in smaller orders so in that sense for uh smaller companies uh it's a much better environment uh, to deal with because um yeah what's very important in manufacturing is that you have what they call the right size factory if you're very small and you're, you're talking to flextronics flextronics is going to tell you that um, if you're not doing 150 million dollars uh, per year of business with us we're, we're just not interested sorry but i i also talked with a um a manager from one of these big taiwanese firms and he said yeah my boss tells me we need to work with these startups but um if 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 i i have big clients and i'm responsible for the for the profit and loss of of my factory i i need to make sure that my lines keep running so every time there, there is some little issue with my big clients that's where i'm gonna run to and uh fix it and startups are small companies they're always going to be on the bottom of the list of priorities uh for a big company so you need to make sure that that you are important to the factory and then they're gonna they're, they're gonna help you a lot electronic product development is is, is quite a long road you have the, the design of the outlook, uh, the electronics inside, uh, the firmware that needs to go inside, all the components that can be out of stock or not, um, different kinds of plastic. And it, 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 uh, the, there's a lot of things that can and, and often will go wrong. And so the assembly factory is where all these plastic and metal and electronic and and display uh all comes together and so you really need somebody there that that is going to be patient and and willing to get it all right and get it really right um uh to to get a good end result and yeah if you're not important enough for the factory then that's that's it's going to take a long time yeah it's going to take a long time that's 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 we what we actually found out because we were sort of representing all these small companies because yeah in the Mm -hmm. beginning if you're a a rather startup company yourself um most of our clients are going to be smaller companies Mm -hmm. and um yeah you say well 
first order is gonna be uh, a thousand pieces and uh the second order yeah it, it depends if if the first order sells well then yeah there will be a next order but yeah, i have no idea and and so we we found out that that's on the little whiteboard that all these factories had with their strategic uh, priorities, uh, our clients were always the, the last. And that meant that we had to wait uh, a lot uh, of times. So um, it, it was difficult because um, I I thought that we had the ideal business model. Like like it's it's very hard to be more cost effective and faster than an ODM, than mm-hmm. that the factory that makes ten thousand a day already of whatever you're making. Um, but that 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 problem of of not getting enough attention that really became so bad that we decided. We need to do it different, and we're going to hire our own engineers. And that, that was sort of Taitoma 2.0, the whole new way of, of doing things. And um, yeah, that, that was quite uh, a different way because before it was, uh, we, we would, client wants a keyboard, we ask a keyboard factory. How long does it take to design a new keyboard? What does it cost to make a keyboard? And well, we put on uh, our little margin and we told our clients here, this is what it costs and this is how long it's probably going to take. And that was it. But now uh, clients came to us and they asked, um, yeah, we want to make a connected dog feeder, automated dog feeder with built-in webcam. Um, So... How long will it take to design that? And uh, what will it cost to design that? And um, what will the unit cost be? Because before I make this investment, I, I need to know what the unit cost will be of, of such a thing. And that was quite difficult if you've never made uh, an automated <laughs> dog feeding building webcam. <laughs> it was quite hard to, 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 to make a budget for that. So... In the beginning, that 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 yeah, we um, we, we we suffered quite a bit um, because it's, it's always more difficult than than you you would hope it to be. Mm-hmm. Like uh, many projects, they start with well, how hard can it be to make a keyboard with with a little extra feature or so? But it's it's always a bit more work than you uh, think it will be. But um, so in, that's that's we got started and we hired uh, engineers and uh, we worked through our first projects mm-hmm. and um, yeah uh, we got slowly better at it and mm-hmm. um, actually I I had uh, an intern from Isaac who uh, joined us when he was twenty three or so his name was Leo from Colombia and. Um, it turned out that he was actually a really smart engineer. And four years later, he was our CTO. So nice. (laughs) uh, Yeah, he's a very smart guy. Um, When he went back to Colombia and talked with his uh, professors, uh, his professors were uh, really happy because, uh, wow, one of our guys in Colombia, there's not much electronics industry in Colombia. It's, It's a very big country, like 50 million people, but... 
not an awful lot of electronics companies. And so uh, they were very happy that that one of their graduates uh, had become CTO of an international uh, electronics firm in Taiwan. And so they said, well, uh, can you arrange more uh, internships? Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we 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 then started a, a program, uh, um, getting five uh, uh, top graduates from uh, Colombia to Taiwan, and uh, it was really nice because it's it's like the the MIT of Colombia, and we 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 got a list of the top ten graduates, and we did uh, a battery of tests. And then we got the top five and brought them to Taiwan for a healthy year of training. And uh, then they would go back to uh, Colombia to uh, continue there. And yeah, that, that, that worked out really well. Uh, or, yeah, we, we basically really got the best of the best of the best. And they're, they're very smart guys. So um, that's, that's been working really well for us. Yeah. yeah, quite interesting hiring hiring strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, um, the 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 thing was uh, in in Taiwan because uh, we weren't very uh, in the beginning we weren't very uh, experienced in electronics ourselves. So we were hiring experienced uh, electronic engineers from Taiwan. But um, the problem with that is a bit that. Um, like especially if you're doing firmware, like the, the software that goes into electronics, they um, um, every person who's been doing that for 20 years is sort of doing it in his own way, and um, it's 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 hard for them to change that in another way. Um, it's also Taiwan has always been a very kind of time to market uh, market because. A new cell phone or a new laptop uh every three months or six months a new model comes out and so it's really about oh new laptop uh this time we're gonna put uh the hard drive here and the cd drive there and and put a slightly new housing around it and uh go slash it all together and go and and so it's very much on on getting it out of the door and not so much on having a design that is really um, modular and where in the software there are annotations where it says, this is the module that will drive the la la la. And be careful, uh, this setting will la la la. Um, they, they don't have time to do that. But our clients are in general more B two B, selling to 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 other businesses, and they do so for like uh, ten years or so, hopefully. Um, so they they want the product to be better and better uh, every uh, generation, and so we want to upgrade it every time, and that means you, it needs to be accessible. <laughs> And another problem uh, is also that when we had one engineer was already like like 55 or so, and he suddenly got a problem with his eyesight, and his wife said, well, stop staring at that computer all day long, it's bad for your eyes, and go. And so he, he left the project, and it was a very complex project with uh, 16 custom PCBs, 
um, he was doing the firmware for it all. And and for other people, it was really hard to 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 read what what how that all uh, grabbed together. And and it took us six months to 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 get on the road again and get that firmware running up uh, again. And so the, the 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 approach where we have our own trainees um, mm-hmm. is that we we teach them all the exact same tools. Mm-hmm. And we all teach them Altium, and we teach them our 222 rules of writing firmware mm-hmm. and our 180 rules of uh, how to design a PCB so you won't get into trouble. Um, so they are all educated in the same way. They, they, um, they, they uh, write all in the same language. And that means it's much easier for people to get in and out of teams mm. uh, and, and join another team when it gets really busy or sometimes a project is stuck because there, there's a component missing or there's a, uh, an SDK uh, development is missing. So then, yeah, maybe they're stuck for two weeks and then they can work on a different project. So that that's flexibility um is is really helpful (laughs) yeah you just mentioned altium i think it is i have heard of it before it is a designing tool right for yeah uh, yeah it's uh, it's to design uh, the the pcbs so the 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 green boards that make a motherboard uh, and, and how to put all the components on there and how to connect them all together okay okay and that's that software that then integrates again with uh, the software of the housing the plastic that goes around the pcb and you need to integrate that quite nicely because if you have like a little connector for your uh, micro usb to charge your device if you move that a little bit on the pcb then the housing also needs to be adjusted and mm-hmm. so it's it's really important that uh, these guys uh, sit next to each other or at least coordinate really well with each other mm-hmm. so that would make uh, like working remote in this type of industry it's maybe very hard is it um well yeah yeah you would say so but right. uh, okay. we we, <laughs> we have managed to do it so um <laughs> The, the 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 way we're we're, we're organized now is that uh, um, most of our hardware and firmware design is in uh, Colombia because we we have like thirty five uh, engineers there now. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Um, and so um, they the, the hardware and the firmware they work together. Um, that is really uh, because. Yeah, the software that goes into uh, an embedded device is really dependent on the particular components that you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really need to work together very tightly. And um, the second step is then to get that PCB into the plastic housing. And that part uh, we have in Taiwan, because in Taiwan, our mechanical engineers, they have to work with the um, uh, with the, the mold makers that make 
the, the injection molds <laughs> to produce those plastic housings. And so there's always a lot of back and forth between in Chinese, between uh, the mechanical engineers and the mold makers, mm-hmm. how to design it, how to design the molds, um, how to optimize things and, and tweak it uh, if the first parts that come out are not quite like you uh, want them to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for the mechanical parts, that's that really needs to happen in Taiwan. Okay. Actually, I just I just wondered um, how would this whole whole process um, work like? For example, if I came to you now and I wanted to have this um, dog feeding uh, machine with a webcam, um, how would like the the design and, and production process like from from CO two one look like? In general, um, because yeah, we we've now grown uh, a bit uh, bigger. Um, <laughs> And what is important in manufacturing is that you have good relations with the factories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in in the past 25 years, I've worked a lot with startups, but uh, doing a startup is, is difficult. It, it doesn't always work. Um, uh, and if 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 a factory works really hard for us to to get a new product out of the door and then uh it doesn't sell then everybody gets really frustrated and for example i i, I had a client in um, in australia and we shipped him uh, a container with five thousand units and yeah you know, three months uh, later i i called him up and uh, i said how's it going mike and it, great man great fantastic <laughs> and uh, so hard is still going great yeah i already sold uh, 336 and um that meant that he still had 4600 of those devices sitting in his garage uh and and yeah he didn't have much of another plan than just his website to sell it and and yeah uh, people did not really come by themselves you need to make a real effort on that so um that's really frustrating for him but also frustrating for our side because um, for a factory, uh, the first order is always really difficult. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be worked out. Mm. And it's only at the second order that uh, things become interesting for them. And so if if we are known as the factory that always does uh, only one-shot wonders, um, then that means that factories uh, uh, no longer will want to work with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have become uh, quite picky, so to say, in that we mostly work with uh, B2B companies uh, mm-hmm. because consumer electronics, um, well, as you probably know, in, in China, there's always somebody who can do it a little bit cheaper and and mm. uh, yeah it's 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 really hard to stay um on top of the market there um and uh so mostly b2b is what we do um mm. and we've worked mostly with uh, established companies companies that already have uh, a target market that they are engaging with so they know better who their target clients are what exactly they need out of the product um, how much they're willing to pay 
if they're willing to pay for this feature, yes or no. Um, that means, yeah, uh, we as product developers can do a much better job and chances of success for everybody are going to be uh, a lot higher. Wanted to get back a bit uh, on Taiwan. Um, and um, I just thought about how was it? Um, I already asked you a bit how was the electronics industry back then, but uh, I wanted to ask a bit about the difference from, from then 20 years ago or 25 years ago and now how has the, the island itself um, developed i think back then definitely there was no type e right um <laughs> I, I actually we, we had an office we had an office next to the world trade center okay. and um with a balcony and we were overlooking the the building uh, the construction site of uh, oh, the really? 101 tower so uh, <laughs> and and we were trying to set up a time lapse but it, it didn't really work out, but but yeah, we we we, we see it grow. So that was really uh, fun. There used to be big buses that have big uh, clouds of black smoke coming out, but uh, um, that so Taiwan has improved a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of all the the dirty factories went to China, but that also helped. Mm-hmm. And um, so Taiwan is actually uh, a lot greener. Uh, lots of hills with with jungle and, and waterfalls to hike in the weekends that's that's something a lot of people don't really know about taiwan um in terms of the industry um i think it hasn't changed all that much to be honest um uh, uh yeah uh, uh the thing is if you if you visit a factory in China, then they always have the, the latest and greatest uh, machines, and they have five hundred uh, engineers working on CAT stations, and everything is spick and span, clean and new. And a lot of the factories in Taiwan, they they were set up 20, 25 years ago, and so they they look kind of old and 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 not so fancy and. Uh, um, so the Taiwanese are, are not so much into showing off, uh, I think. Um, I think that is also a bit a difference between mentality in, in Taiwan and China. Uh, the, 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 the Chinese are a bit more self-aware and they, they really want to create a new brands and, and show the world that they can do something great. And yeah the, the the taiwanese they are fine with with helping other people uh make their products and they're not very good at marketing and and like like a vice president of asia said to me yeah yeah we're we're, we're sponsoring the the, the the olympic games with, with millions but are we going to sell more <laughs> laptops <laughs> i don't know they're they're, they're, yeah. they're not very comfortable with with, with brand building and all yeah I, I i read so... I, I read about maurice chang right the the founder of well, co-founder of tsmc uh-huh. um yeah that he worked for texas instruments before right and already was very successful at the texas instruments and uh, i think at that time um suddenly calculators became very important right and for texas instruments and th- yeah. that was i think uh, i read i'm i'm not 100 sure but i read that uh, this is uh, was one reason why he didn't want to continue working uh, for the texas instruments because he didn't enjoy the, the marketing part right the design part of because that's 
that's actually very important for also calculators, right? To make it design appealable. Um, and yeah, he, yeah. he didn't uh, enjoy uh, that, <laughs> right? He didn't enjoy this marketing part. <laughs> I, I actually had a, a guy from Taiwan tell me, uh, like, uh, like we Taiwanese, um, uh, we need the Americans to tell us what to do, and the Chinese they need uh, us to tell them what to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and uh, this is probably uh, uh, this is ten, fifteen years ago. Um, and and now China has a lot of really good brands like like Xiaomi uh, that 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 really perfectly uh, make very nice products uh, on their own, mm -hmm. um, nicely designed and everything. But uh, um, what is uh, interesting is that um, I think the, the the story of Huawei, um, Huawei as they are called in the Netherlands. Um, <laughs> They, they they worked as an ODM for uh, for Cisco, and uh, then they started to uh, to build. Uh, yeah, first they they had just manufactured for Cisco, and then they started to design the next generation for Cisco, and then they suddenly started to make their own products mm -hmm. uh, with uh, the Huawei uh, brand on it, and probably around that time. Um, all the Americans and the other international companies, they said, we're not going to let that happen to us. We're going to go to Taiwan and we're going to tell Mr. Foxcom, uh, Mr. Compel, and Mr. Iv uh, Inventec. Mm -hmm. You guys, you go start a factory in China and, and you go manage it and, and just... Make sure you don't screw me over, but but you do that in, in China. And that is why the whole ODM industry uh, is still so strong in uh, in Taiwan. And like like uh, uh, Foxconn employs like like a million people in China. Of course. And yeah. They're Taiwanese, right? So it means uh, the clients are not going directly to their to a local factory. They're, they're asking the Chinese to, to be the middleman, which which is a strange construction. But uh, um, yeah, it has worked uh, very well for everybody. Yeah. But how do you see this uh, manufacturing supply chain um, change? Right. Because now there's maybe some movement away from China, right? Um, so so how do you do you see this? Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of uh I mean China is not much fun to 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 be anymore. Um mm -hmm. that's been recently become very clear. Uh there's a lot of protests uh at the moment uh in China. People are completely fed up with all the, the lockdowns. Um but that uh, that also makes it uh, very hard for for factories uh, in a um, in a physical way just to get their stuff out. And on the other hand, also uh, the whole image of China is 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 yeah not not very popular at the moment. So a lot of companies, especially from the US, are saying um, I want to manufacture anywhere but not in China. And so we have. Yeah, already, for example, for an Australian firm, we've taken um, some monitors to do flight simulators 
And we've taken 12 of those products that were made in China and we're now assembling them uh, in Taiwan. And um, uh, yeah, so there's quite a lot of that that movement going on. Mm -hmm. But what, what, what is important is that the, um, the, 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 the whole electronics industry in China is, is so, so, uh, diverse, so wide with, with all sorts of electronics products and components being made there and also very deep. Like you have, you have really good companies and really crappy factories and, and you have small startups in between. And, and so you, you can find any quality and price level. That, that you want in China. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of competition there. So um, like if you're designing a new product, it's it's really convenient to be able to uh, work with more than one uh, LCD panel vendor. Because if if, if one uh, is, is not, uh, it takes weeks and weeks to get their sample or they're not willing to change anything for you, then you just go next door and within an hour drive, there's 10 different factories making those displays. That gives you a lot of choice, a lot of options. And that also makes it everybody in China is, is very eager to do business, do it fast, do it as good as they can. So things move fast and at a very good cost. So for the components, uh, China is still the absolute king in the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for the next five or 10 years i yeah nobody's gonna supplant that uh, it's it's such a big ecosystem and you probably know that for for example for ic's uh, there are so many steps to just make that one ic mm-hmm. uh, and and so many companies that are involved in that mm-hmm. um it's it's gonna be hard to to move all that to vietnam or or to anywhere really Absolutely. I mean, like, for example, TSMC manufactures most of its products in Taiwan, right? But I mean, then there are the PCB manufacturers, right? And and I think most of them are located in, in China, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Or at least the factories, right? Maybe they are Taiwanese companies, um, yeah. but the factories are mostly in, in China also like um, testing, right? Testing the, the ICs and everything like that. I think all, all most of these factories are in China. <laughs> Um, I think for IC testing, quite a lot of that is done in Taiwan still. Like Taiwan okay. has a pretty uh, uh, complete supply chain, mm-hmm. and like like so, the, the main job that that TSMC does is is make that piece of silicon. There's first yeah. there's a big wafer, and then uh, etch it, and then cut it, yeah. and then yeah. you need to um, they call it testing and, and packaging and there you you take that tiny piece of silicon and put it on uh, a metal uh, a metal lead frame which <laughs> is which is and if you look at a at a memory chip for example you see all these uh, metal feet come out okay. and they yeah. go to the different parts on the circuits and so those feet are made of metal and the piece of silicon needs to be put on the metal and then you need wire bonding to from on that silicon there are tiny dots that that have a certain function the input or the output and then there's a wire that goes to this finger and then another wire that goes to that finger that finger that finger and then they package it in plastic 
Okay. And uh, that uh, most of that is uh, done in Taiwan. Uh, um, and so if they're setting up uh, new IC fabs in uh, the US and in India and Japan, and you also need the, the testing and the packaging. And, and then, for example, you also need a substrate, something to put between the lead frame yeah, and that, that I see, and that substrate is made by only one company in the world in Taiwan, and they are sold out until twenty seven. <laughs> so, so you think that if you have your capacity in wafers and you have your capacity with TSMC, then still you can have uh, other problems because there's there's so many interdependencies. Exactly right. Like I mean, like now they build a TSMC factory, right? But it doesn't help if the chips still have to be or like the if the wires are cut, but then they still have to be packaged in in Taiwan or China, right? <laughs> it's still yeah, yeah. they have to be shipped back again. It's even more complicated in the end, right? <laughs> it's it's going to become a very complex uh, supply chain and. Uh, um, yeah, not very cost effective. I mean, TSMC has had or has uh, a plant in the US somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, the, the costs are, I think, 35% higher than in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, um, um, people, businesses and clients prefer to work with the lowest cost option. And um, it's 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 sad but true. But like like um, two years ago, everybody was saying, "Oh, uh, making masks is uh, highly strategic, so we need to do this uh, in the U.S." And so companies set up in the U.S. making masks, and uh, and but now they're all going bankrupt because yeah, the purchasing managers are saying, "Well, yeah, they're, they're nice masks, uh, but uh, they're eighty percent more expensive." And I have a budget, and uh, I'm uh, working for this hospital. And if I pay all this money in masks, I have less money for for uh, for for people working in the hospital, for doctors. So I'm going to go with a cheaper mask from China. That's that. Yeah, that's the way it works. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Um, so, so I want uh, to uh, come to an end soon. Um, so maybe. Um, Firstly, that I don't forget the question, um, what recommendations do you have in general? Um, and then also the book, right? What book um, can, you, <laughs> okay. can you just that I don't forget it? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, well, um, I, 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 I never was that much of an entrepreneur, I thought, in the beginning. But um, um, I learned uh, how to run a business and I learned the industry from mm -hmm. my boss at the design firm. And so, um, yeah, learning how to run an office, uh, how to find clients, uh, how to hire and fire people. Um, there, there, there's a lot of stuff to be learned and, and you need to learn the industry. You need to learn the talk of the industry. You need to learn how you make budgets, what, what general the cost is of this and that, um, what a competitive advantage can be. So um, it's, it's, it's a good thing, I think, to early on in your career to first learn 
a trade in a good company with a, with a good manager who's willing to teach you and then learn at somebody else's uh, dime, at somebody else's risk. And, and then uh, once you know that business, uh, start something for yourself. I think that that gives you a much better uh, chance of success. Okay. Work experience is the key. Or like having some experience. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Actually, if, if I mean, a lot of people look at uh, Zuckerberg and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. dropping out of uh, university and starting at the age of, I don't know, 17 or 21. But um, if you look at successful founders, a lot of them are actually uh, quite a bit uh, more mature as well. Um, yeah. So getting some solid uh, experience first so that you don't make all these uh, uh, beginner mistakes, uh, I think is, is, is a good way to go. And um, for a book, I think uh, the Rockefeller Habits from uh, from Vern Harnish mm -hmm. is uh, is quite a good one. Mm -hmm. um, he basically um, is a guy who has taken all the the startup literature and all bred it together and put it together in one manual method on how to. Um, how to scale a business, make your business run smoother and better, and uh, what you need to look out for. So I think that's that's a good uh, book for uh, entrepreneurs. All right, sounds great. Thanks so much. Um, thanks so much, Case, uh, Case uh, for for coming here today, for having this interview with me. Uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Okay. Well, my pleasure, uh, Benjamin. And um, much success uh, with uh, the other episodes of this. podcast.